Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Student Counselor Podcast. Vitor here. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Today, we're going to be talking about my diagnosis class and how it got me feeling imposter syndrome here. So let's get started. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Before we get started today, I wanted to please ask you to go check out my Instagram page, guys. Uh, I post all the episodes there, clips from the episode there, um, the tips from the guest. I post them there. I post relevant content from the student life of a graduate student life. So check me out over there, student.counselor.podcast. Connect with me. Send me a message. Let me know what you think of the show. And um, please um, share my podcast with a colleague, with a student in your class, with someone that you think wants to be in this field. Share it with them. And also rate my podcast on your favorite listening platform. So thank you guys for that. I really appreciate it. It's been growing a lot. And I just want to keep helping more students. So I really appreciate the the help. Anything that you guys can do to help, I appreciate it. So other than that, I'm super happy that you're here. Thank you for for listening to all of these episodes. I hope you enjoy them, um, especially the guest episodes. I absolutely love them. <laughs> I really do uh, because I learn a lot from my guests, not just uh, people practi- the people practicing on the field, but also from the current students and you know who are sharing their experiences with me sometimes in other programs so it's just really cool to to understand you know what it takes to be a therapist so yeah hopefully you guys like it too sometimes it takes me a while for me to do an episode of my own <laughs> like this one here but I still like doing them um, but I do put a lot of effort to bring on guests so as it as it seems to be a really um, a really important part of the show and you guys really enjoy those too so but yeah i'm still doing these i'm still here i'm still doing these by myself <laughs> i'm not going nowhere um but yeah today i'm going to be talking to you about all all about my diagnosis class and the ups and downs of this of this class that i've had so far and how it got me feeling imposter syndrome really hard (laughs) and i'll tell you why um but before we get to this crazy part this you know imposter syndrome part i must say this class has been really fun so far and uh it's about to be done here in a couple of weeks but it's been really fun and it's mostly because it's it's sort of like a game this class it feels like a game um, don't get me wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain this. It's Diagnosis is not a game. Don't get me wrong. Okay? That's not a game. Um, but the way that the, the class is structured feels like a game. So basically, we, we have a discussion every week for a client vignette. And if you've been following me on Instagram, you've probably seen a couple of those client vignettes because I posted them too. So, yes. 
So we have a discussion, a client vignette, and everyone goes and answers what the diagnosis is or what they think the diagnosis is, right? And then the next week in class, we just, you know, we actually discuss the most proper diagnosis for that client. So kind of feels like a game. You're like, hmm, who picks what? You know, what should I, what am I going to pick? Am I going to get it right? Am I going to get it wrong? So it kind of feels like a little game. And it has been so interesting to, you know, just to kind of go through that process to know if you're going to pick the right diagnosis or not, or where's most of the class, the majority of the students, what are they going to pick? Um, so that's that's been fun. That's been fun. And I'll and I'll go through some of the of the the the, the diagnosis here and some of the challenges I had. <laughs> I'll kind of give you a little bit of an overview with that. Uh, but I did wanted to say before I get into all of that that it has been fun. I really have enjoyed this class a lot. I'm learning a lot about the diagnosis and the DSM five, um, and choosing you know diagnosis and even the times I got it wrong. At least I I got a good lesson from it. And there was times that I got it wrong, but it wasn't completely wrong, I guess. Um, sometimes I got it. There was times that I was like very wrong, <laughs> but there was times that, from what the professor told us, is that hey, it's just, perhaps it, it could have started with that diagnosis because you know some of the some of the the client vignettes were very long. So perhaps it could have started with that diagnosis and then developed into this one. And then, of course, we have to talk about what's here and now, what's the current diagnosis, and now what brought her into to counseling in the first place. And, you know, not the, the first couple of issues that she had, you know, what, what's going on now. Um, so sometimes that happens. There's times that it's like, hey, I understand why you chose that diagnosis. There's a pretty good backup to it. But also consider this one here and how this one could be perhaps a better diagnosis. So, and then there was other times too, also, now that I'm just remembering, <laughs> there was other times that there just wasn't a lot of information. The same way that there some client vignettes are very long, some were not as long and did not have a lot of information. If, you know, it felt like it was still too early to tell what the client had or has so it's it was a little bit challenging and you know what my diagnosis perhaps wasn't right but perhaps it's not wrong like we still need to find out ask a couple of more questions and then actually dig deeper into understanding if this is the case or not or if there's a better diagnosis or not so i know it sounds like i'm rambling because i don't want to go through each of these cases and read them all to you guys <laughs> i've already posted them on my instagram stories if you saw it there um and i appreciate those people that answered it and communicated with me and and uh gave their perspective on it uh a lot of the times when i posted the client vignettes i had already done the assignment <laughs> and people will respond with their opinions and i'm like oh man i didn't think about that perhaps i should have done it differently <laughs> Um, yeah, and other times I was kind of like still in the process and it was just like, oh, let me, you know, post it here and see what people think. And some people would, you know, kind of same, same thing in class. I, I've had 
climb vignettes that it was kind of like people gave different perspectives. They gave different answers. So I don't know. It was a, it's it's been it's been fun but challenging. I think that really did uh, gave me the perspective of being a counselor in this challenging role that we have to give a client a diagnosis. It's really hard. It's really hard. Um, and a lot of the times, depending on the kind of setting you're working with, in, uh, I know I want to be in private practice in the future. <laughs> I know that for sure. Um, but depending, you know, where I do my internships or, you know, what comes before that, you know, sometimes if you're working with people with Medicaid or clients with any kind of insurance, you have to kind of have an, a diagnosis much earlier in the process, you know, for them to even be considered, you know, for their insurance purposes, you know. So it's uh, it's it's a challenging thing to, to diagnose people. Um, I hate to that that we sometimes in the field if it feels like we're pressured to to diagnose quickly. <laughs> but what can I do? It's our field. It is what it is. Um, you are able to change it along the way, uh, the same way that these client vignettes sometimes, you know, perhaps started with anxiety and then it it changed into depression. Sure, I mean that 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 happens in the vignette and it happens in real life. You know. So, but it's, it, it just really showed me just how hard it is to diagnose and just how hard it, that part of the job of being a counselor is. So, that being said, all of these challenges that I had in class got me feeling imposter syndrome really hard over here. Um, because I, I think I was... I was very strong-minded with my decisions when I was like, I really think this is it. I really think this is it. And there was times I reached out to people that I've known and they gave me their perspective, why they think it's it's something else. And I was just like, oh, man, but I really think this is it. And then like I went with it. <laughs> and then uh, come to find out in class later that I was wrong. Or again, that I wasn't completely correct. Or that there was a better diagnosis. Or perhaps... The diagnosis I chose could have been where it started, but it pro it progressed from there and it changed into something else. So, and the professor in class, every time that he started talking about these cases, he would ask us to throw in on the chat, like, hey, tell us, um, please write out on the chat what you chose. And then people would just start writing. <laughs> there was times that there was like not a lot of people that chose what I chose. And I was like, oh, my God. I felt embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That happened. That happened to me a lot, actually. A couple of times. Uh, I was also on the positive side of the group sometimes where... I chose the correct one. Yes, there were there were times those made me happy. But there, out of I think six discussions, three of them I was on the the side that was perhaps not the correct one or not the most accurate one. And um, we had a paper for this class as well, 
which was a very similar to the discussions to be honest uh, but the paper, you know, we had a client vignette, had to pick a diagnosis, very, again, very similar to what we were doing for the discussion boards. And we also talked about the client vignette for the paper in class. And for that one, for that one, guys, I was the only person, the only person, my kids not. I was the only person that chose a different diagnosis. And everyone else chose chose bipolar. Everyone else chose bipolar. I chose major depressive disorder. Yeah, that's what I did. That's what I chose. It's just, I don't even know. I'm I'm even pausing and breathing here because that's how <laughs> That's how I. That's how I felt, and that's how I, I still feel. That it was hard, man. I felt stupid. I know it, we're students. We're not perfect. We're not. I mean, we're here to learn, right? <laughs> but it was. It was tough. It was. It was challenging to go through that. You know. So, but I'm all right. I'm all right, though. I'll be okay. <laughs> it's not the first time I. I feel imposter syndrome. I mean, honestly, I've been feeling imposter syndrome for a while. Since I you know, published my book when I was 25 years old and I was still finishing my bachelor's degree, I was thinking, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> Why am I even publishing this book? Um, but I did it anyway. And then, um, and then I started this graduate program and a podcast and then I was like who am I to start a podcast <laughs> I did it anyway though <laughs> and these diagnoses are the same thing sometimes people told me hey this was perhaps the correct one or maybe consider this one and I was really confident in what I had and I went for it and perhaps I got it wrong, but I went for it anyways. But at least I learned something from it, you know? I learned something from it. So, yeah. I think that's that's what it's uh, all about here. It's about learning. We are students. This is the Student Counselor Podcast. And, uh, and this is as real as it gets <laughs> right here. Uh, but yeah, it's, imposter syndrome is a real thing. And I felt that a lot, uh, you know, in this class. I felt that a lot. And uh, there were times that when we were discussing the cases back and forth with the professor, I even went on, turned on my mic, asked, raised, raised my hand, asked a question, explained why I felt that way. And um, again, some cases, it really wasn't a big deal. You know, there was a case that... This, uh, that I diagnosed this um, client with uh, anxiety disorder. And it turned out to be major depressive disorder. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but she had really anxious mode. Like, it really felt, <laughs> it felt that he was suffering from anxiety. But it wasn't the case. It wasn't the case. It could have, and what was discussed in class is that, again, it perhaps started there. It started with anxiety, 
but it progressed into, you know, major depressive disorder. So there's a, another vignette, just as since I'm giving examples here, uh, there was one vignette that the guy was a veteran. And all, <laughs> right away, as soon as I read veteran, I'm like, all right, well, keep in mind, I think this perhaps could be leading to PTSD here. Just because I'm like, you know, we're learning about diagnosis. I was like, this is probably going to be the perfect opportunity to diagnose uh, P someone with PTSD. I think, you know, I don't know. That was just my brain. It went there and it, and it's nothing against veterans. You know, I'm not saying that all veterans have PTSD. Don't get me wrong again. Uh, but I was like, hey, this is the diagnosis class. One of the first things mentioned is that he's a veteran. So... You know, I had an alert in my brain, like, ding, 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 PTSD, keep an eye out for that. <laughs> um, anyways, read the whole vignette. That was one of the longer, uh, longer stories. And apparently, I, you know, if I remember correctly, the, the, he went into a plane ride. And then he started feeling very anxious in that plane ride. He sort of, sort of started, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, he uh, started having panic panic attacks during that plane ride. And then uh, he started, after that plane ride, he started also having panic attacks in public. When he went into large crowds and things like that. And automatically associated that with PTSD. I was like, hey, perhaps uh, something... Something about that plane ride reminded him of war, and or something about large crowds reminded him of war. I, I I started filling in the gap, just because I guess my I was so focused on the PTSD. <laughs> I started filling in the gap of the story, even though they didn't talk about these things, you know. Um, and that's where I got it wrong because he never once mentioned that anything related to the war. He all all was said about the war is that he was a veteran. Not ever, not once. Again, after that was mentioned that he, you know, ha was having visions of his time in war, or how th this was any by any means at all associated with his time, you know, in the army. So, I diagnosed him with PTSD. <laughs> And it wasn't PTSD. It was a panic attack. Uh, it was a panic disorder. Uh, that that was the, the most accurate um, diagnosis for that client. So, and that, that one was actually interesting because the class was pretty divided on that one. So this one didn't make me feel so bad. <laughs> I wasn't like the only person on the boat. <laughs> Uh, that class of the class is pretty divided. Uh, I guess other people had the PTSD in mind as well because he was a veteran. Uh, so yeah, that one wasn't so bad, but I was wrong. I you know filled in the gap of the story just because he was a veteran, you know, <laughs> and uh, and that wasn't the case. But I, I think that the, you know, just vignettes in general, these these stories, it, it's hard, you know. If I'm in therapy with the person, I, I probably would have asked questions to see if, you know, that plane ride was at all cor correlated with, 
you know, his time in war. And because the vignette doesn't say it, you know, like your brain automatically goes there. I guess to some people it went there and thought of it how it, it could be associated with his time at war. But then it wasn't, you know. And then it wasn't. So, but I guess because of that, because nothing was mentioned, and because it was like he was a much older veteran. He was like 80 years old, I think. He went to war like a really long time ago. Like he was really over it. <laughs> Like, he really was not suffering from PTSD. Even though that's what I gave him. <laughs> in half of the class. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then there was, you know, of course, other client vignettes that we did, you know, through discussion boards that we didn't talk about it in class. Um, I think the hardest one, the one that really got me feeling a little bit upset about it or feeling some type of way about it was the one for the paper. Um, and that one was confusing because they gave the, the vignette was about this girl's entire life. Like from the time that she was like in elementary school all the way to high school. They just gave a summary of the girl's entire life. And, um, the time that she had this, she actually, uh, was, it was a suicide attempt I diagnosed her with major depressive disorder, and then then that was wrong. And again, I was the only one in the class. I was the only one in a class that diagnosed her with major depressive disorder, and everyone else gave her bipolar. And that's my fault. I mean, that's my fault. <laughs> that's my fault. I just really had a good case around it. I found some really good articles for it too. Oh, there's a crazy dog outside. Uh, I found some really good articles that backed up the reasoning to my diagnosis as we had to do that we had to uh you know provide some research behind it and i i've i've um i found really good articles that was talking about being burned out because she used to do all of these things throughout her life she you know very uh, she was a very um she was a leader amongst her group and her peers and uh, everyone looked up to her and i i i I really pushed her to being burned out and being depressed for not getting what she wanted or just, you know, just being exhausted. And um, even with the research I had, I mean, that wasn't the most accurate diagnosis. So, yeah, got me feeling some type of way. But I'm fine. I'm okay. It was a good learning experience. Um, again, this really just helped me see just um, how hard it is to diagnose people in our field and you know this is probably gonna hunt me for a little bit <laughs> especially when i start internship and you know actually have my first client like i'm gonna have that in the back of my mind like don't get this wrong <laughs> but um yeah nevertheless good experience um i really did enjoy this class it's it's almost done but it was fun again it, it was fun just you know having to like go through the dsm-5 read and try to see which you know criteria and which diagnosis was the correct one or the most accurate one and why that was really fun i really did enjoy that so but it was a roller coaster man and it was that was a roller coaster full of emotions but uh, really happy with the class really did enjoy it let me know if you guys have any other questions about it and uh, also, let me know, what do you think about diagnosis? Diagnosing people. 
if you're a student, you know, is that a challenge that you faced <laughs> in your program, just diagnosing people if you had a similar class? I'm sure you probably did. If you're in a counseling or a therapy or a social work, you probably had a, a similar class. So was that challenging for you as well? Let me know. Send me a message. We'd love to connect with you. Um, again, you can find me on Instagram at student.counselor.podcast. Hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, more to come. All right. Thanks, guys. Be well. Talk soon. Bye-bye.